you doing? Thanks for tuning in to episode 3 of The Social Century. I hope you're having a fantastic day or evening wherever you are. Today I'm talking to Nelly Naylor, photographer extraordinaire. Hey Nelly, how are you? Hey Harvey, I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited. Um, So you're a fantastic photographer and you were in fact the UK's first LGBT friendly wedding photographer. Um, How did you get into wedding photography and what made you decide to specialise primarily in same-sex weddings? Thank you, Harvey. Great question. Um, So I actually studied photography at university and I graduated in 2014 and I remember in my final year we did a course on sort of how starting a business and I thought well this is I didn't really think about having a photography business but anyway I got a first in that project and I absolutely loved it and I loved learning about business in general and putting the two together being creative and business at the same time so then in my final year I then went on like self-employment workshops and business workshops and learned more about it. And then since graduating, I pretty much launched the business straight away, being a wedding photographer primarily, but I was doing loads of other things as well. And it really sort of took off really, like as soon as I started, which was amazing. My first wedding was a friend. I photographed a friend's wedding completely for free. And then I loved it so much, I just sort of started advertising it. I then shadowed a few other wedding photographers to get some more experience, which built up my portfolio a lot more, and then created a website, and then off we go. So how I started sort of advertising um, at the beginning was wedding fairs. And this is where I first realised that all photographers to me seemed the same, and there wasn't anything that was making any photographers like different to the rest and obviously I'm out and proud myself I came out like 10 years ago now and I always thought to myself like if I was to get married in the future like I would want sort of someone who is LGBT friendly or you know who was gay themselves and someone who I could really feel like comfortable with so I sort of I came back home and it was actually after a wedding fair itself that I've been to which went really well And I came back and I actually typed in Google sort of LGBT wedding photographer and no one came up. And I just thought like it was almost like a light bulb moment for me where it was like something that I'm so passionate about. My two passions, really, which was wedding photography and sort of LGBT passion as well. And I brought the two together and I sort of then started advertising myself as being an LGBT wedding photographer and I was yeah one of the first wedding photographers in the UK to sort of really advertise this as a niche and obviously it wasn't just because it was a selling point it's just something that I'm hugely passionate about as well and my whole life has been experienced in that you know yeah and it's just had a great response ever since. Amazing yeah and you've had a lot of press haven't you it been the first LGBT friendly wedding photographer in the UK. I remember seeing you when I arrived at Hallam University. You were like the poster girl on all the <laughs> Enterprise posters. <laughs> oh God, yes, how embarrassing. 
Yeah, I think, and then somebody, I used to walk around the university and people would be like, I recognise you. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, it's actually because you were on the website or I've seen your face online or something like that. So, yeah, that felt like a, felt like a celebrity for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and the Enterprise team at Hallam, were they really helpful when you were starting out in the early stages as well? Definitely. So that was great support there from the university. I had uh, like an incubator space, a business space um, called the the Hatchery, which was great. That was in the centre of town. Again, they just help you with everything from weekly meetings to mentoring advice to helping with your accounts to what's the best way to advertise. And I think I just literally gave like my first couple of years starting the business. I just like... I was just a bit obsessed with it, really, and just really, I went to every networking event, I went to every um, workshop, and really just got my teeth stuck into it and could learn everything about it. Um, and they were just so helpful and having mentors over the years. And when I came to them, actually, I remember having my meeting and I sort of went in being like, there's so many photographers and I guess I don't really know what to do and how 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 can I be different to the rest? And they sort of encouraged me to like find a new avenue. They didn't say LGBT, but they encouraged me to find it. And I think it was through my own experience going to these wedding fairs and, you know, going to these pride events. There was loads of people at um, pride events that I go to having these stalls. And I thought there was no one at the stalls like offering sort of wedding photography. And I remember one year I went to Leeds Pride and I thought to myself, next year I'm going to be back here with my LGBT wedding photography stall. And I did. And I was back there yeah, like, amazing. The after, like the year after. And um, and I was there and I had like three bookings from it because people were literally coming to my stall and crying. They couldn't believe how amazing it was and how colourful the photos were, you know. So it really had such a fantastic response. That's incredible. And you mentioned earlier that you um, wanted to be LGBT friendly because you thought about yourself getting married. Um, But what specifically are you doing to make yourself LGBT friendly? I I guess, well, that there is still an ignorance around the term LGBT friendly. So for anyone out there who's maybe thinking, what does it matter? um, You know, could you explain to them? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think for me, um, I am just hugely passionate about like people feeling comfortable and totally feeling like themselves. I mean, lots of people have struggled, I guess, to sort of be where they are now and coming out has been incredibly difficult. So for them to now get married, I mean, that's a huge statement. And I just think it's so wonderful for that to happen. And obviously, the legislations have changed. And, you know, for people in the LGBT plus community to finally get married for me it's just like a huge milestone and it's not just about like photographing a wedding like photographers might do it for the money for me I feel like it's almost documenting history and I'm just part of it and it's something that I can do now and it's incredible and I think that passion really shows when people sort of book with me and also like Obviously, I'm out and proud myself. And for me, most clients and reviews, people say that they totally feel comfortable and themselves around me. And I do think that shows in the photos like how natural and they're laughing, they're having fun. And, you know, on, on your wedding day, especially like you want to feel yourself more than anything. You know, you've spent so many years maybe struggling with your identity and everything. And to now finally be getting married in front of all your favorite, you know, 
friends and family. It's just sort of like, it's just the most amazing event. And I think that being LGBT friendly just means that you feel you feel comfortable and you feel proud to be who you are, especially on your wedding day. You should totally feel like that. And I know that there's lots of other photographers out there might not understand. Um, but personally, for me, I understand like your journey. I understand the struggles, the highs and the lows. And uh, we can, you know, lots of my clients, are, uh, we remain friends after because of that. And so, yeah, it's just something that's really special to me. And yeah, just about feeling comfortable in yourself, really is what matters yeah and I think to be like such an important part of the day as well and and you I bet you almost feel like a guest to some clients that you have massively yeah I mean literally I will talk to the the guests I'm like best friends with the mum at the end of the day I'm like chatting to all the friends like <laughs> it literally is like and every, all the mums had me on Facebook after like <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes I'll get a review from the client but then I'll get a review from the mum as well on my Facebook page um, so yeah no, and that just proves like the connections and stuff that I make on the day you know um about yeah you know, really fitting in with the families and stuff like that. And uh, we do have a laugh. And I always say at the end of the uh, end of the wedding day, I'll have a drink and celebrate with you. And that's exactly what I do. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and millions of people in the UK identify themselves as LGBT. Yet many of them experience discrimination so frequently. I know that you've been frustrated by businesses which have listed themselves as LGBT friendly and inclusive um, simply after taking a, a quick online course. And I can't believe that that's something you can even do. But what what are your thoughts oh. on that? Yeah, honestly, um, for me, I think I it was only like about three months ago, actually, like I was seeing this sort of um, LGBT course going up on, on, online. Literally, it only took you through like sort of a series of questions and it was just had to you had to go through it. You could complete it in about 20 minutes. And I was just like so shocked because I was just like, fair enough, like we should be. Um, teaching this at schools and about pe- people being themselves and equality like you know that should be taught I think like at an early age but I understand that people might not know about it but what frustrated me is you know you can do this course but then people are putting then a badge on their website saying I'm LGBT inclusive they've never even photographed like a gay wedding in their life you know and they're straight they don't they don't know anything about it For me, I just thought that businesses have been doing it purely for like a sales pitch and like a sales avenue being like, oh, I think I can get into the the pink pound market. That's what it's called. Um, And I'll just take this online course and put this badge on my website and, you know, I'll say that I'm LGBT friendly. Well, you know, that's fair enough. But I just think like you don't know the first thing about, I guess, being LGBT or the, you know, the struggles that we've had to go through, not even me in my life, even before I was born, like, you know, people even more so struggled um, then than they did now. And for me, I just think it was more of like a marketing sort of like pitch. Um, yeah. For me, it's not really about that. It's more of like a, it's more a, a passion and it's something that I totally understand. And yeah, it's a niche, but I'm not doing it because of the money. Um, I'm doing it because it's something that I'm passionate about. And I just think, like, I just can't believe it. I mean, you know, what we'll be doing next, we'll, we'll be having a 
course, I guess, about, you know, every other single race and gender and all this sort of thing. And, you know, it's just, I think maybe, maybe I'm naive to it, but I think people should just know about this sort of stuff already and know how to approach people and know the certain terms. Um, yeah. They should say in to not offend people, but I think it's just all in your education, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. how, how, how you talk about these things. Yeah, and it's almost a little bit insulting to the community as well, the fact that someone can just pass a course on it. You know, that's so wrong in in many different ways. I've told, like, a few few friends of mine and stuff who are obviously in the LGBT community, and they just can't believe it. It's literally one of those moments where you just, like, face palm. Like, you just cannot believe it. It's like, what is the world coming to these days? We have to take a course to learn about it all. And it, the course is purely for like wedding photographers and things as well. Um, I understand that people, it's nice for it to be taught in schools and things and to be educated, but this was literally just for wedding photographers. How can you be an LGBT wedding photographer and stuff? And I'm like, you can't. You're either, you know it or you don't. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course... <laughs> of course you don't just do same sex photography um do you still get lots of straight couples using your services um tell us about some of the weddings you photographed over the last yeah. year maybe and the other services that you offer as well because you've done some amazing photography for my business as well yeah I mean definitely like I would say it's still pretty much 50-50, you know, from having sort of like same-sex couples to straight couples. So, which is, I like that. I like the fact that it's still even, um, you know, even yesterday I had a consultation with a lovely straight couple and they're going to book me for next year. So I think primarily people book me, I guess, yeah, because of my style and my photos, you know, like that, sh- that shows across. So it is kind of nice that it is still like 50-50. But I guess it's just nice to have that uh, niche as well uh, with the LGBT community. But yeah, so I guess, yeah, some interesting weddings. Like, what can I tell you about? I mean, one of my, I'll tell you one of, one of my favourite photos is when, I thought they don't mind me saying, but it was um, these guys' wedding called Kevin and Lee. And we used like smoke grenade bombs that are all different colours. So we got the colours of the colour smoke of the pride flag and it was them and their best people. And we they were walking towards me with the smoke grenades off and it just created like this amazing photo of like this pride flag as they were walking. And I remember at the time photographing it and they were just laughing and smiling. And I just felt like they felt so much pride in that moment. Um, and that's just one of my favourite photos I've ever photographed of them two together. Um, and like that lovely, cool, like pride smoke in the background. Like it just looks awesome. Another one of my favourite weddings that I've ever photographed was actually in a forest. It was outside and it was lovely. All of the guests sat down on like these log benches. It was a gorgeous day. The sun just coming through the trees and they had an owl that came down and flew down with the with the rings it was like I felt like it was a bit like a Harry Potter moment and I remember the morning of the wedding I went down with the groom because he had to sort of he had to practice basically like trying to get this owl to fly so we did a, like a bit of a rehearsal and I remember photographing that in the morning and it was quite funny because you had to whistle to get the, the owl down and this guy really struggled to whistle so I, I had to do it for him 
And so the owl came down and dropped <laughs> off the rings. And so on the wedding day, I, I did the whistle for the owl to come down. Um, but it was a very Harry Potter moment, which was uh, which I loved. And it was just lovely to be outside all day, you know, and the score just went uh-huh. as well. So that was nice. Harvey, I've obviously done some cool photos with you for your business. What I like to do is these headshots, but I don't call them headshots anymore. I call them head hots because they're just a little bit different. I think sometimes when you say headshots, people think of like a white background, just your head, like a bit of a passport photo, like really boring. I mean, my photos could not be far from that. Um, I like to spend a morning or an afternoon with my clients and we go around and we go for a bit of a walk and we take loads of different photos and I take the typical headshot, but I'll also zoom out a little bit more and actually photograph what you're doing. And I often sort of incorporate your branded colours. So um, I often say, like, I pretty much know every single coloured wall in Sheffield and surrounding areas to, like, match your branding. <laughs> um, like, So if someone says they've got, like, a purple business, I'm like, right, I know a purple wall, that will go there. So I take my time to get to know um, my clients and the colours and things like that. So, yeah, I also, over lockdown, I guess most, most recently, did those doorstep uh, photos which was amazing. Um, so I photographed over 150 families in Sheffield and literally just did a portrait of the families on the doorstep, which was really cool. And lots of people loved that. So yeah, that was really good. Fantastic. Yeah, you certainly kept busy through lockdown and the doorstep portraits you did were amazing. So you're openly gay and do lots to support the LGBT community. Has it been difficult for you to accept yourself and come to terms with your sexuality? Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I guess, um, like, it hasn't been really difficult. I think I always knew when I was younger, you know, that I was gay. I mean, I always joke like with my mum, like one Christmas and stuff, like she got me like this big Barbie set thing for Christmas. And I remember it was one of like the biggest presents and I saved it till the end of the day. And I was just like, had so many expectations for this big Christmas present. And I remember opening it and it was bright pink and it was Barbie and it's all sorts. And I just cried because I just hated it so much. I just thought like, (laughs) that is just like not me. Um, And anyway, I think like the next year, literally I think my mum got me like a skateboard and like a flame heart and like a, a Walkman and things like that. And I think then she sort of understood, right, this girl's a bit different to the rest, you know? which is really nice but I didn't obviously openly sort of come out then but it wasn't until like university um where I feel I don't know about you but when you sort of go to university I felt like I could actually be myself and be who I was yeah and I was like around so many new people that I never met and I thought they don't really know anything about my past I guess I can be who I've always wanted to be um so literally like when I was at uni like it was just you know I'm Nell this is me this is who I am and I didn't have to explain and people just totally accepted it. So I sort of told a lot of people at university like straight away. And then I actually came out to my mum on an email. I sent it to her work email. Very formal. <laughs> it was very formal. And I just say, you know what, like I've told sort of everyone, like my friends and stuff here um, and I've saved you to last because 
you're like the most important people in my life but and I don't know how to say it but I knew that she was coming you see to come and see me like a week later so I thought if I send her an email now like she's got a week to think about it and um so yeah I sent her that anyway she just she literally emailed me back within like five minutes I think she was just like just about to leave the office but sent me an email and she just says oh she was just like I've always known but I'm so happy you finally feel comfortable to come out so I think she's always like known and then she told my dad and everything and then when she came to see me like the week after and stuff we just had like a massive big hug and she got me a coming out present which was cute and we haven't really spoken about it since and it's just like she's just so sort of my whole family I guess have been really understanding and obviously with my partner Beth now like they absolutely love her and it's just perfect really so I've been so like lucky and I know that sort of other people like not so much you know I mean gosh at school I used to wear like boys trousers and boys shoes and get bullied for that and things like that you know and people would always just like shout at me calling me a lesbian and stuff like that at school which is like and I just like brushed it off I was like nah nah, I'm not I'm not and then now I'm like yeah okay fair days I am (laughs) yeah yeah uh, yeah, that's lovely that it's been such a positive experience I certainly feel like I learned a lot about myself at university thinking about who I went in as and who I left university as almost feel like two completely different people. Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah, you mentioned the bullying as well, because in school I was bullied quite severely and and the Mm -hmm. term gay was used to insult me often as well. And I remember people accusing me of sounding gay or or sitting like Mm -hmm. a gay or acting gay. And it was, that was really hard for me because it, it made me question why I was different and, and I mm. became really self-conscious about everything I was doing. I guess mm. the worst it got was, like, I used to make film and TV show reviews on, on YouTube at one stage. Mm. Uh, I'd not been at secondary school long, but I remember once I posted a review of the TV show Glee, which is obviously not a typical guy <laughs> show. I mean, Strictly. <laughs> I, <love> <laughs> I mean, Strictly's back on now, and I'm, I'm excited oh, about that. But yeah. <laughs> I posted this review of, of one of my sister's Glee DVDs and, and um, we all used to watch it as a family. So to me, it was normal. But I came into mm. school the next day and the video had been shared everywhere and everyone was calling me gay and then um, like imitating me. So and, and the worst bit was like in the school toilet seeing a photo of myself with gay written on my head was just you know that was really upsetting and I've always thought well yeah it's and and that has really affected me so I think you know now I just think well I'm just me and and I don't want to put any labels on that but you know at school it was it was difficult because I'd started to doubt a lot of things and and kind of everything I was doing I was like should I be doing this or am I walking Mm. a bit gay or because to me I was just walking normal and just yourself Mm. exactly and I think you know people saw that video mm. and and that kind of ruined it for me a bit but I think it's it's just awful awful bullies isn't it like at school I think sometimes they can see and 
a weakness, a small weakness maybe in somebody and they're just like animals and it's just awful. And yeah. I think, I think even like it probably still happens in schools now. I, I imagine it probably hasn't oh, yeah, changed definitely. Like, as much, you know. But I guess like those people now, I mean, gosh, I, I think you should have a shelf, shouldn't you, with all your awards on that you've had over the past few years. <laughs> uh, they'll all be uh, jealous now, hey, like looking at you, thinking how successful you are. So, um, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just, just think if I want to watch Strictly at the end of the day, then they don't have to watch it with me, you know, why do they care? <laughs> well, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy Strictly and Gleefully Hearts content. <laughs> so do you think we've come a long way since Day has been used as an insult or do you think there's still kind of a lot to do there? I think we probably have come a, a long way. I mean, t- for me, I think um, I go into schools quite a lot doing like this school photography. And I know when I was at school, there we, we didn't have like a we didn't get taught about LGBT plus like community at all or what it was about. And now I go into schools and there's like massive posters. Um, there's like groups about it, you know, there's sort of like, um, you know, big art displays and stuff about LGBT history. And I just think, wow, like I, I never ever had that at school. And I guess it's something that I've had to learn as I get older. But now I think it is a lot better say in schools where I think this bullying like starts um as you know I think it must be just part of like the curriculum almost to sort of like teach people about it these days and I think the more that people are educated sort of with the correct terms and the the history and that they can feel comfortable being themselves and I think that then that term gay or whatever won't be sort of thrown around as as much as an insult I think the more educated you are in it like you you won't go throwing that around at, at people understanding the term properly but yeah, so and it's that's really lovely to see, and it's really heartwarming to know that, like, and I know that even kids that I photograph and things at the school, I can see that they're out and proud, and they've got little LGBT badges and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's amazing, you know. I never had anything like like that at my school. So hopefully, the more I think that children get educated and stuff in this, then the less that it'll get thrown around as an insult. I hope. Um, but of course, there'll still be that small minority. I think that'll just use it anyway because. They're not very good with a vocabulary, do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they don't know what else to say. They yeah. don't know what else to say, so, you know, so, it's a, so they just say it. Um <laughs> I know when I go into schools and, and speak and I, I've noticed how far it's come even since I was at school. So mm. it's lovely to see and and hopefully it is easier for people now. Yeah, massively. I hope so. And I think it's I think people may be coming out a little bit earlier as well, uh, which is nice. And I think that is down to sort of just people in general being more aware and comfortable and just like being totally okay with it, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier as well that you nearly almost didn't start the business because photography was so competitive, but wedding photography has become very competitive, particularly with amateur photographers pricing themselves ridiculously cheaply and almost taking substandard photos as a result. Mm. Um, Has that challenged you and, and your business? Oh, massively. I I mean, I come across this struggle like every single week um, with people trying to undercut 
my prices and selling a full day's wedding photography for like a hundred quid or something. And it's like, there's a, so I guess what I want to make clear is there, there's a huge difference really between being like an amateur photographer and a professional photographer. And there's lots of sort of gray ground in the middle. I think it's really important. Like, I guess when you're, I think people obviously do have a budget and I understand that, but you do get what you pay for at the end of the day. And also like, it's all about, I guess, educating like clients and things like that who are looking for a photographer as well. Like I explain to them how much work actually goes into your day. Like the amount of times some people turn around and be like, oh God, I could do this job. It's so easy. Like you just turn up and click a button. And they're so like, you know, just say it off the cuff like that. And I'm like, I get really frustrated with that because I'm like, actually, like I probably spend about 40 hours with each couple, you know, I call it more of like an experience, you know, from the moment that we meet to doing a venue visit for an engagement shoot for the full 12 hour, 13 hour day, for the three days after that I'm editing and then delivering albums and things like it is, there's just so much time that goes into it. And I think that that is what you you pay for at the end of the day. It's not just sort of the, it's not just the day itself and clicking a button. Um, you also pay for ex- my experience and qualifications and, you know, I guess how I am as a person and how I make you feel comfortable. And I think, there's so many photographers out there. God, I cringe at some of the photos that come out. I like these awful yeah. sepia-toned <laughs> sepia colours. Some photos are blurry. I like how, you know, they've taken a group shot and, like, everyone's eyes are closed. I'm like, how is that even a sellable photo? There's just so many, like, bad photographers out there. And, like, that's fine. Like, do it as a hobby, but don't call yourself a professional photographer when you basically you're a full-time IT person during the week and then you just do one wedding a year. Yeah. You know, you're not a wedding photographer. Yeah, I just think it's been a real struggle. But for me, when I actually get people on the phone or I meet them in person for consultations, like when I actually explain everything that goes into it, then I think it makes the price seem a little bit more reasonable. I think mm-hmm. they're like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I totally get it now. You know what I mean? Whereas I think if people see numbers on a screen instantly, as we're all British, we're all like, oh my God, that's so expensive. Like, you want to get the the cheapest thing possible. Yeah. But like, that's just our sort of, you know, mentality. And that's, I'm I'm like that these days. You know, you've got to be careful with our pennies. I understand. But like, um, there's a huge difference between someone's, you know, paying a couple hundred quid for your wedding date and then paying over a thousand pounds, you know. A wedding's a a life investment as well, isn't it? Like, you don't want photos that you'll look back on and think, oh, actually, we could have done better there because it's something that people regret. Massively. um, I mean, from my personal experience, my mum and dad got married and they'll still to this day tell me about their wedding photographer. It was a really rainy day, I think. Um, they always say that that's good luck anyway, which it must be because they've been married um, over 30 years now. But they had a wedding photographer and literally they couldn't take the photos outside. So they had to go inside and the guy didn't have a flash or any equipment. So all of these photos of like family shots are just like really dark, like unusable photographs. But this guy literally like put them into an album and my mum and dad still have the album which obviously it comes down maybe once a year to have a bit of dust off and have a look at it, like most wedding albums. But like the photos were so bad. And, and it's just like, I think that uh, as well, hearing hearing them, like hearing my mum and dad say that they had like such a bad experience. I was just like, they always said if they paid a bit more, they probably would have got someone a bit better, you know, and that was even, you know, 30 years ago. So I just think mm-hmm. you, get, you do get what you pay for, don't you, you know? Exactly. That's so true. 
Um, so when you're not behind the camera, what do you enjoy doing in your free time? Well, um, lots of stuff, really. I mean, in lockdown, I think I've realised that I love going for walks. Um, that's been really good for my mental health and getting my steps in. We've, we've explored over lockdown loads of lovely routes near us because um, I live sort of near the Peak District. So we've been going for lovely walks around there and we've been we've bought two bikes as well so we've been cycling so that's been really lovely and just basically spending time with loved ones really spending time with Beth and doing adventures and um, spending time with the cats relaxing um, and you know sometimes to be quite honest sometimes on a day off I just like to sit and watch Netflix for a bit or catch up on Corey. Yeah, you're a huge Cory fan, aren't you? <laughs> Big Cory fan. <laughs> <laughs> so have you got any exciting future plans for Nelly Naylor photography or you're just kind of taking it as it comes at the minute with with how up in the air everything is? Yeah, I mean it's been um I didn't really obviously like everybody, I guess I didn't really plan this to happen no one planned it to happen but I had like a fully booked summer all postponed now until next year so mm-hmm. um that's been pretty tricky to try and rearrange everybody and I guess now what I'm doing is I'm getting lots more inquiries for like people setting up a business and um doing lots of product photography and business headshots and things like that so doing lots of work for people's websites and social media so that's sort of going quite well but I guess a a little exciting thing is that I'm going to be moving my studio and office next month so that's going to be quite exciting I think as I sort of grow the business and as I grow as a person I think I've sort of outgrown the space that I'm in at the minute um so I'm really looking forward to going somewhere yeah that's uh, going to suit me a lot better so I'm going to have to relocate Mm -hmm. that where I work which is going to be quite exciting and then hopefully come December time I mean, I'd love to go on holiday. I think we'd, we'd all love to go on holiday, wouldn't we? So we normally love to go skiing in December every single year, but I don't know whether that'll happen this year or not, but we'll see. But it'll be nice to have some time off soon as well. Yeah, make sure you get that time off. Well, lots yeah. to look forward to. And, and thanks so much for um, such an open and honest conversation today. Hopefully yeah. it's helped some of the the, the listeners as well. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, it's been lovely. Thank you. Thanks, Nelly. And where can we find out more about you? So I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook at Nelly Naylor Photography. Twitter is just Nelly Naylor. And then my website is www.nellynaylor.com. Easy. Fantastic. Lovely. <laughs> nice and simple. <laughs> That's it. Just type oh. in my name. There we go. <laughs> Thanks so much, Nelly. It's been great chatting. Yeah, thank you so much, Harvey, for having me on the podcast. I've loved it. Thank you so much for listening to The Social Sanctuary today. I hope it's allowed you some time to escape from social media, escape online life. And I hope that you'll agree that Nellie and I had a really truthful and open conversation on today's episode. 
if you're struggling to come to terms with your sexuality and you feel like you need support with coming out i've included some links in the podcast description to the lgbt foundation they have a fantastic helpline which has been running for nearly 45 years and it's run by dedicated staff and volunteers so if you are struggling know that there is always someone out there to listen and everything will be all right in the end it'll always get better and listening to this episode was the first step and i hope that you found it inspiring if you want to find out more about me visit the socialsanctuary.co.uk and don't forget to follow me on twitter at harvey morton it i look forward to seeing you for the next episode Thank you.